Newsbreak podcast. Good day. This is Newsbreak on Lotus FM. I'm Talisha Naidu. I'm standing in for Taresh Hari Prashad today. It's a very special day, the 1st of August. Why? Is it because it's uh, the 84th birthday for the SABC? Well, yes, it is. But it is also the start of Women's Month. And that's exactly what we will be discussing today on the program. We will be talking about Women's Month. We will be talking about women's issues. And we will be talking about some of the leaders in society and all of them are yes women in fact just to share a a positive quote with you uh, about women there is no limit to what we as women can accomplish and that was by Michelle Obama we have many such quotes coming up in the programs even uh, in the program today and also we have many guests women that are going to be talking about their journey in the world of business or in culmination of our series that we brought you that is the women's economy show So as we mentioned, uh, the Women's Economy show that was brought to you every Wednesday on Newsbreak, uh, it discussed some of the work, the contributions to the economy, the development and how women in their roles have pivoted their business during COVID-19. The Women's Economy show on Lotus FM, it focused and put a spotlight on women in their leadership during this unprecedented time, which we've been hearing often, you know, it's the new normal, in fact. And uh, we've been showcasing these women in their respective fields, how they had overcome many barriers and how they had beat the odds to reach their goals. Although far from uh, the limelight, their struggle, passion and even work, it all inspired them to inspire others. Now we'll get to some of the women who will be joining us on the program today. But in fact, Women's Month, it has been highlighted last week what the theme for this month will be and it will be celebrated under the theme Generation Equality, Realizing Women's Rights for an Equal Future. Now, that was mentioned during uh, the uh, announcement of what the theme would be at a launch in Pretoria on Thursday. Maluti Obuseng, our SABC News reporter, has more on this. This year's National Women's Day will be celebrated virtually. President Cyril Ramaphosa, who recently described gender-based violence as the second pandemic, is expected to deliver the keynote address. Women, Youth and Persons with Disability Minister Maite Nkwana Mashabani says this year's Women's Month's focus is a call to action for gender equality to be achieved through a collective effort. We should join hands across spheres of government and with all sectors of our society as part of a decade of action towards gender equality. We want to see sustainable programs that are geared towards achieving this goal. Together with civil society, we are establishing action coalitions which will work to drive visible change for women in our country. Police Minister Becky Trele says the police continue to wage war against the GBV scourge. Trele was among the dignitaries during the official launch of Women's Month. South African women experience high levels of domestic violence and gender-based violence. Trele says the battle against gender-based violence will only be won through a collective effort by all social partners. Police alone are never going to end the brutality and violence against women. That's a fact that we want to drive home. We've got a big responsibility as members of the South African police, no doubt about it. But we need to invite and carry everybody around us and be part of the bigger solutions. It cannot be done in the corners by the police alone, working alone there. Mkwana Mashabani says an interministerial committee that President Cyril Ramaphosa set up is ensuring that gender-based violence, femicide and gender inequality receive appropriate attention. The president had formed an IMC and we work together. We exchange information with the whole of cabinet, yes, but even in the committee that he had formed. This morning at 8 in the morning, we were sitting with the president with the Minister of Justice presenting or sharing with us that which he will share with you later. Bills that are being looked at to be strengthened, to strengthen this, that which we are dealing with here. 
Kele says the 4,728 perpetrators that have been sentenced to life imprisonment is an indication that the police are playing their part. He further says police management is dealing with issues that hinder investigations and delay matters. For you to do life, somebody should have done a good job in terms of investigation and taking the case forward and all that. So there are good police, but indeed there are those that would not do their job as they're supposed to do their job. We are working on that. We have come together. We have made it one of the points to say they should be reported back on those matters. And that report by Maluti Obuseng. So I'm encouraging you today because we are talking about Women's Month. It is the 1st of August. It's the first day of this month where we get to support women. We get to celebrate women and we get to commemorate this month uh, and all the different facets of it that, uh, you know, contributes to what what makes a woman and i want to know because we have some of the leaders uh, in business the leaders in any sort of organization that has made massive strides in in becoming successful joining us on the program today they will be talking about their journey and it is also the culmination of the women's economy show that we've been bringing you every wednesday on newsbreak i want to know from you as well what are your views on this uh, are you even a successful woman have you pushed some barriers and boundaries to get to where you are in your career in your life you don't have to be a businesswoman you can be a mum. You can be working from home. You can have a part-time business. You can even be, uh, you know, just a stay-at-home mum who has pushed boundaries to be there for your child. How have you been on this journey? What have you gone through? What have you pushed yourself past to make it to where you are today? You can send us a voice note or you can even send us a message on 071-613-7803. And even if you are a child who, is just touched by seeing what your mum has gone through to uh, make you a successful person today in your career or in your life. You can uh, send us a message and tell us, uh, you know, what your mum has been through to put you on the pillar that you are on today. So as we mentioned, we are talking to some of the women who have pushed those barriers. Today, we introduce to you some of the incredible women uh, to share their remarkable story in their respective fields as leaders in the industry. And joining me on the line now is uh, Janet Pillay. She is the CEO and founder of Multilayer Trade Corporation, that's MLT Corp, a company that offers a seamless vehicle hire, shuttle and accommodation solution from inception to completion uh, in the public private, corporate, tourist and maritime sectors. You know, she has extensive business knowledge and has built the, uh, I would say, capacity and infrastructure of the company. But uh, Janet has made time today to speak to us. She was very fundamental in putting together this Woman Economy show. Welcome to the program, Janet. Good morning from Cape Town, Talisha. And so uh, pleased to be the opening billboard for Women's Month. We're so happy to have you on the program. Uh, and I want to jump straight into it because we know we have lined up many of uh, the speakers, many of the women we've profiled on this show. So, Janet, if I can jump straight into it with you and mm-hmm. ask you, you it, it's often easy to say many of the fields in business uh, is male-dominated, but especially yours, you know, the... the the business that, well, unfortunately, we've just uh, lost that uh, line there with Janet, but uh, I was going to continue with my conversation with the asking a question. We'll try and get her back on the line. We have Newsbreak Talk producer Rachel Vardy working on that, but already some messages coming through. And in the meantime, I'll take some of those until we get Janet back on the line. Ramba Mudli saying, lovely topic. Happy Women's Month to all the beautiful women in the country. And God bless you all. That's coming through from uh, Ramba. I encourage you to send us more uh, such messages, 0716137803. But we have Janet back on the line. Uh, Janet, are you there now? Yes, I am, Talisha. Thank you. So, Janet, as I was saying, you know, uh, many fields which we have women leaders in are also, you know, male-dominated fields. Uh, How have you managed to push those barriers in your field? Because yours, in fact, is a very male-dominated field, and you're now the CEO and founder of a company uh, that that we we see many men heading. How have you managed to do that? I think the key thing for me, Kalisha, has been knowing my industry, knowing my product, 
keeping close communication with trends, innovations, and customer needs. I've also got a very powerful team, uh, a management team of women that support me and are as equipped and competent to deal with any queries that come along. I think to be visible in this field, you have to know and walk the talk. You said something very interesting. You you said that you had a group of women who uh, was there to support you. How important would you say it is to have that support to help women, I think, accomplish many of their goals? Not just support from family and friends, but support from their female colleagues in the industry. Well, I'm a great believer, Talisha. Since I've started, I've sought out the women from the women on the floor who sell those cars to women in fleet management, to women in the repair sector. I insist on doing business with other women and spending my money um, where I know it's making a difference in a woman's life. And I have trained my team over the last 19 years. Some of them have started with me as interns and have gone on to head departments. So internally and externally, I think one needs a very strong network of women who support each other. I think that it's also important for your friends and family to understand what it is that you do, why you're not available to take a call in the middle of the day or have a a long chat, because it is a full-time, fully engaged business that requires you to be absolutely alert and on the ball. In your field of business, it's always good to understand what was uh, an individual's personal experience. Did you face any judgment, any, uh, you know, any comebacks from your male colleagues to the success that you was achieving? Well, one gets that anyway, Talisha, whatever the industry is. But people didn't take me seriously in the beginning They thought I was there just for the moment because it was trendy. Maybe I was the wife of somebody who had too much money and wanted to dabble in this. And then they started to realize that I was actually the driver in the business. I was actually the person that they had to deal with across the table. And as time went along, um, because I've equipped myself and made myself relevant, men have respected and, and appreciated and now come to me for advice, which is quite phenomenal. <laughs> Quite phenomenal, the turn of events. I know, I know. And it's, it's, it's always amazing. It, it even motivates you in some way. You know, you spoke about that stereotype. Maybe um, you were using your husband's money or your dad's money to do this, to start your own business. That stereotype, does it still exist now? Because you're still currently the CEO, you're still a businesswoman. Does that stereotype from when you first decided that you wanted to start a business until now where you're a successful businesswoman in that field, does it still exist? You know, it will always be there, Talisha, because there will always be women who are starting, who are entering the arena, who are trying to make their mark. So it will always exist for all of us. But the thing to do is to come to the women who have been here for a while to seek the guidance and take the mentorship. And that's something I'm a true believer in, is capacitating the people around me as we ourselves you know, get our wings. It's important to take people along with you. I'm going to call on to some of your um, expertise now because you also, uh, uh, in 1989, completed a BA degree at the University of uh, um, KwaZulu-Natal, three majors, the English, French and Art History. So I want to know something, and if I can pose that to you, how does educating a woman help her gain some economic independence? You know, Talisha, I lost my dad at a very young age. And one of the things that he did is that he created a trust for my education. Now, I'm not a trust fund kid. We come Mm. from Chatsworth. We didn't have a lot of money. But education has always been the key thing in the family. It's a driver uh, of what defines us as the Pillays. And my mom was also very forward-thinking in the way in which she approached me. She never felt that she had to teach me how to cook. I know how to cook now. I've learned it. It's a skill along the way. But it's not the thing that defined me. And she gave me the space to actually discover what the things were that I was interested in. I didn't have that pressure. So I think that family support is really important. 
sometimes family don't even understand what it is that you do. They don't take you seriously. Um, they don't quantify your efforts. But that's immaterial. You've set your goal, you focus on it, and you just run with it because you define yourself by your own standards. Hmm. And I think that in this journey, uh, the thing that has been most revealing for me is that you've got to set your benchmark. Don't define yourself by the benchmark of others because you could be limiting yourself in that process. I think that's such a perfect way to end this interview with you, Janet. Uh, you know, it's such a motivation to women. And as you had mentioned, you come from the humble beginnings. You are from Chatsworth and now you're living in Cape Town. So you, you've, you've become a businesswoman. You've started off uh, just pushing yourself. And it's, it's a great motivation uh, and a, a great motivator for women who think that, you know, they're coming from a small town or a community and they can't achieve uh, what they've been dreaming about or focusing on and their aims in life. And thank you so much for, uh, you know, deciding to put this Woman Economy show together and, and putting this advice out to women. Thank you so much, Talisha. To you and the team, happy 84th birthday. And to all the women listening in, happy Women's Month. It's our month. Let's claim our space. Great. Thank you for joining us, uh, Janet. And uh, we look forward to talking to you more often. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. That was Janet Pele. She's the CEO of uh, uh, and founder of Multilayer Trade Corporation. That's MLT Corp, a company that offers uh, some seamless vehicle assistance and accommodation solutions as well. She works in the private corporate tourist and maritime sectors. As we mentioned, we are today introducing some incredible women who are leaders uh, in their market and in their rem- sharing their remarkable stories uh, with you, how they have led in their respective fields, how they have pushed, conquered and just, you know, made themselves a success regardless, as you've heard Janet say, of the different challenges they had faced in life. This is Newsbreak Talk. I'm Talisha Naidu. Stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to talk to another leader in uh, the business field in the Women's Economy Show, a culmination of what we've been bringing you on Newsbreak. Newsbreak, Lotus FM, powered by SABC News. Exactly, 12.23. So despite the many challenges in the health and beauty industry, Shamila Pillay would not dream of doing anything else. Now, she may be a familiar name to you. Maybe she's uh, seen to you once or twice. But Pillay has been in the wellness and beauty industry for the past 23 years. Yes, she currently works at the Liberty Group uh, and uh, Stanley Wellness Center, which specializes in professional services aimed at promoting mental health and well-being for employers. And she's joining us on the line right now. Welcome to you, uh, Shamila, and thank you for joining us on Newsbreak Talk. Hi there. Good afternoon to everybody. Shamila, we've, we just spoke to Janet uh, Pele now. We're speaking to many other leaders, in um, female leaders in the business sector. And I think our opening question to everyone is just to give us, you know, a short uh, description of your journey. Uh, I know 23 years is a long time in the industry, but if uh, you can try and tell us what has that journey been like for you? The journey has been super amazing being in the cosmetic industry. Um, I started off as a uh, beauty technologist, and then I joined big cosmetic houses where I was a consultant, where I became a sales manager, and then I became the representative uh, actually supporting the company overseas. Um, It was absolutely a a very uh, hard journey. As you know, you, you change, you get motivated with certain things, and uh, my biggest challenge and my biggest achievement was uh, attending the labs in France, where I got to be part of how treatments are done with spring water to eczema patients. So that was really, really super amazing for mm. me. And, you know, uh, you learn more about the skin care and the skin industry when you're faced with people that are actually making the products and how it's manufactured and how we can help ladies and people in the future looking at allergies, looking at uh, what can go wrong, what can be right. So that was one of my biggest moments over the years. Uh, Competition, consulting, 
giving that smile, sales target, done it all. And then I decided, no, I want to offer more to people, more on a hands-on basis, and to be more uh, in contact with people directly. And that's where I got into the wellness, and I studied more. I became a a reflexologist, and it was it was very, very good for me. And it's given me a balance of myself and also to other people. If I could ask you, Shamila, we've spoken to many beauticians and many um, business owners in the beauty and health industry. How has the uh, COVID-19 pandemic impacted uh, you and the service that you provide? Um, basically, you know, with the COVID-19, it has really, really uh, brought an immense care to the world. It has been life-changing for all of us. And my line of work at the moment is hands-on. And lots of people love to be touched, and that gives them a sense of relaxation. And now with that, really wasn't happening because not many people want to be touched. So it's been very, very hard. So for me, in order to continue the sessions and to have that sense of well-being, I decided rather let me keep that one-on-one, doing my services via social media, webinars, demonstrating massage reflex points on a video recording basis, which has been which has been fantastic, uh, and sharing tips and guidelines on how to strengthen and boost the immune system in this time. So with that in place, it gave uh, many of my patients and clients a bit more, uh, you know, to be involved with me directly, even though I'm not there, I'm not touching them. So, you know, that that has really, really helped. And also with the webinars, it's uh, it gives them a bit of, of sanity as well that they can do things for themselves. So that has really helped them. And with, with the business itself, yes, it has taken a strain, but it hasn't stopped me from continuing my services. Talking about, you know, this industry, health and beauty, there's many women. I mean, it's this is a this is a female-dominated industry. How do you do? You get support from other females, or is it a very competitive industry? It is a competitive industry, and we're not only dealing with women now. You know, we have men. We have uh, even people want to stop bringing their children into the industry. So it, it's good that you know we start to to open the beauty industry across agenda. So, but for women, we need to do this for ourselves, you know. Uh, you know, we are well worked. We, you know, we have to rise to uplift other women. So, in terms of beauty, we need it every day in our lives. It's something that we, if you can say, it's for me. It's, you know, I've done this. This is what I want. This is how it will help me and, and how it will actually give me a sense of satisfaction. So the beauty industry is there for a reason. It's to pamper, it's to also motivate women and to also motivate them that they are beautiful in every way. You know, it's it's so important. Uh, we even spoke about this with Janet to support each other and to you know evolve and move from that. Take what you've learned and try and assist and help others, especially the young women in uh, our country who need that kind of guidance. It, not to put you on the spot, Shamila, but what are you doing, um, you know, that is outside of work? What are you involved with within the community to make a difference? Uh, I do belong to an NKO organization. And all my webinars that I'm doing at this moment, 20% of my taking is going to various NPOs. I'm part of a Yahara uh, NPO and which we help the community in many ways, the old age home. And at the moment, we are actually doing a drive where we want to purchase oximeters and infrared thermometers for old age homes and shelters that cannot afford one. So that's one of our drives that we're doing at the moment. Um, the food hampers, which we put together on a weekly basis, and where we donate to the poor where we can. And also we have another NPO that we assist where every Friday we actually help homes that are very blessed destitute where none of them are actually working. So that's all part of what I am uh, part with at the moment. 
And also we have a ladies group uh, that is a community-based ladies group, which we do um, we do healing, distant healing, and we do our like we focus on prayers for people that have passed on and the families are, are not coping well. And these are families we don't even know, but we get together and we do this on a regular basis. All these, uh, all we pray to people that are in the COVID nineteen that that are struggling. So this is this is what we are involved with at the moment to give our love, our energy, and to to help to for people to know that we are there. I mean, this is a world. Um, COVID is not just us; it's, it's a world thing now. And all we can do is be there for each other, support each other, and just coming together. Definitely, so we're strongest when we cheer each other on. Yes, definitely. And you know, it's so difficult because. I've, I've been uh, mostly touched by people that I'm so close to that were in the process of uh, losing loved ones or has COVID-19. So it has also impacted on my life as well. So I know what it's like and therefore to be there and to, and to offer that love and to offer that support structure. Shamila, before we let you go, uh, you know, I would be doing the many women who is listening to this program a disservice if I don't ask this because I have you on the line and you're the expert in the industry. What are for our women, what are some of the key tips, the, the secrets uh, that they should know as we ending, uh, reach the end of winter? What are some of the key tips for women? Sorry, uh, what did, I didn't get that. I said, what are some of the key tips, uh, beauty tricks or tips that women should know as we uh, we head towards the end of wi- winter? We're going to enter spring soon. What At this current juncture and season, what should women be doing? Oh, the first thing what women should do is, you know, follow a true regime every morning and evening. You know, that's, that's basic to the skin. Secondly, exercise. Make sure you exercise to help with your boosting of your system. Make sure you have lots of water so you're hydrating. And because you're going into an, uh, another season, you you know that seasonal change, sinuses flare up. So just make sure you your vitamins and all your irons are taken care of. Vitamin C is amazing because it helps to also boost your immune system. It helps with infection. It also helps with you, you know with your um, with your whole body in line. And also the most important thing is uh, make sure you have adequate sleep. That's most important uh, because sometimes you know you can't focus the next day and you wonder why you have the headaches, why you have the sinuses, why you're feeling lethargic. So these are just important things that you, that women need to follow. And the best thing is. Just lift yourself up, sit back, and sometimes, you know, have a cup of tea with uh, soothing tea, like your chamomile, your green tea, ginger. These are all teas that will actually help you with your with yourself and self-being and also relaxing. And also, you know, uh, as women, the most important thing, we need to lift each other. That's my motto. Let's lift each other, be there for each other, guide each other. And going into into new era, there's only new things we can learn. And knowledge is is uncontrollable. We can learn new things every day. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us today, Shamila. Thank you for having me and have a super day, everybody. Thank you. That was Shamila Pillay. She's an expert in the health and beauty industry. We'll get to more women on our topic today as we uh, end the Women's Economy show. It is the 1st of August. It's the start of Women's Month and it's 12.35. I'm Talisha Naidu, if you've just joined in. This is Newsbreak Talk. I'm standing in for Taresh Hari Pashad. Uh, we'll get to some of your uh, voice notes and messages. Remember, you still have time to send them through uh, 071-613-7 803 and uh, we'll read them out in a bit. In these tough times, we at Spa are still here for you, which is why we've been working really hard to make sure that you pay low prices and you get great deals like Koo Baked Beans in Tomato Sauce 410 gram, including light, two for only 20 rand. Stork Country Spread Tub, 1 kg 32.99. Omo Auto Washing Powder, 4 kg 89.99. And Pampers Active Baby Diapers Value Pack Assorted Sizes, only $159.99. Spa. 
We're here for you. So let's go to the WhatsApp line before we get our next guest on the line. It's Rajan Rajkumar in Cape Town who says, Two ladies who volunteered their services at our school. I saw their potential and motivated them to study for a teacher's degree. Five years later, both of them are qualified teachers and teaching at our school. He says, we all have the ability to change one person's life. We cannot change the world, but we can change at least one person's life. And uh, it was his prayers answered. He says, what an excellent thing to do, uh, Rajan uh, from Cape Town. And I think it's it's such a great message to put out there today. And coming through from a man especially, you know, supporting, motivating and pushing another woman to achieve uh, some success is it's a, a remarkable thing to do. And we applaud you for that. Devi Naidu says, happy Women's Month to all our beautiful women. Be blessed and stay safe. Mala from Durban says, as um, we as women feel honored Honored to be in the presence of great women in the world. Women are so selfless and compassionate in making this world a better place. Blessed are women whose hearts and souls are joined together by joy and sorrows for women are great inspirations to the world. And Mala going on to say, women are regarded as the light and brightens every home. God bless our women and happy Women's Month to all the women in South Africa. Such a beautiful message coming through there from Mala. We'll get to more of your messages in a bit. But joining me now on the line is uh, Rukia Hussein. And uh, I'm going, what I'm going to do is I'm going to start just at the, the, the beginning of Rukia's story. Because it's so touching and I think many women can possibly maybe relate to this. And I want Rukia, who's joining us on the line, um, to continue the story after I say this. In 2008, Rukia Hussein found herself embarking on a journey of single parenthood. Jobless, in possession of a beat-up old car with no driver's license, she had never felt so lost before. Welcome to Newsbreak Talk, Rukia. Hi there, Talisha. How are you? I'm well, thank you for asking, and we hope you are well as uh, uh, today. Thank you. I'm good, thank you. That is great to hear. Rukia, I just, you know, I know you've heard the intro to you, and I've introduced our other guests by saying what they are in their current field, CEO, leading in a business, and expert in their field. But your intro possibly resonates with many women out there. Take me from what had happened in 2008, that journey, until 2020. Okay. Um, Well, you know, like I said, it was a life-changing decision. And um, it's been a long journey for me in terms of getting my studies in order, um, raising my daughter. Um, I guess I'm, I'm pretty blessed in the fact that she's such an amazing child. So I think she makes parenting extremely easy. Um, but yeah, it's um, going into the financial sector, you know, it's always been a man's world. So to get my studies, I'm now completing my uh, postgraduate in financial planning. So I'm on my way to being a certified financial planner. Um, it's It's been quite a journey and it's, it's amazing. I love it. I love the thrill of studying and being able to share my knowledge with people. It's awesome. Take me back to 2008. What were you feeling then? That's the first question. And the second question, <laughs> I, I know because, you know, I've, we've heard, we hear these stories so often. Um, we're privy to reading some of the messages that we get, which we often don't, you know, put out there because it, it, it's so heartbreaking. But it's a, it's a story many women face. We're on the field. We see it. What yeah. were you feeling like in 2008 and what pushed you to say no? I'm changing my life. I'm not going to let this get the best of me because some women don't have that motivation to move past that that juncture in their life. So what were you feeling like in 2008 and what made you move past that? Well, look, for me, I had actually given up um, work to be a stay-at-home mom. So I had been out of the the working world for at least two and a half years Um, so when I had to become a single parent, I basically had to step up to the plate. Um, and I come from a manufacturing and admin background. So it was going into the financial sector was completely different. And I think because I faced 
um, you know, financial constraints at the time. Um, that's why I wanted to go out there and educate women and make them realize that always not lost. We can pull ourselves up from it. We, we have such an amazing inner strength. Um, I think women don't realize that. We can just overcome anything if we put our minds to it. Mm-hmm. Let's come now to 2020. We're in this unprecedented time. We're hearing this this word so often. It it should be sometimes we feel banned from our vocabulary. But how has this pandemic impacted your life and your business? Well, I have initially started at my new employer as a corporate specialist, and my focus was to to be on corporates and implementing retirement funds. So. With the lockdown, I basically had to change my focus and focus on individual clients and assisting with their planning because I think right now a lot of clients are scared with the way the markets are performing. They're uncertain as to how they're going to be able to put that plate of food on the table for the next day. So, you know, they they tend to neglect their planning and that's where I come in. I, I guide people and I make sure that they understand that it's not the end of the world. You can get out of this, but you need to work in conjunction with your financial planner. So I've just changed my way of thinking, and I'm making myself available to my clients all the time. To a woman who, who, are, who is in the business field, I know you've given us a few tips, but if you can uh, elaborate on that, what were some of the key steps, um, some of the advice some of the things that you had followed to adapt your business to become more sustainable during this period? Okay. Well, look, in terms of the company that I work for, everything is digitized. So that helped a lot because I, I could consult with my clients over Zoom, WhatsApp sessions, um, you know, or Microsoft Teams, and I could still give them the same level of service. So that helped, um, you know, the fact that everything is completely online. Um, And I think that's where we need to look at, uh, put our focus. A lot of clients are thinking, okay, I still need to go out there and see clients, but they're putting themselves at risk, number one. They're not, you know, we we have to adhere to social distancing as well. Um, So I think if you're able to move everything to a digital system, do that. It's pivotal in our businesses. As a single parent, I know in 2008, uh, I'm not sure if that has changed, but if you can if you can talk to me as a single parent, how did you manage to, um, you know, find that work-life balance to be a, a mom and dad to your, to your children and also to succeed in, in business? Um, I think it requires a lot of, lot of extra effort. You've got to put in additional hours. Um, but like I said, you know, once I got that routine going and I, uh, I think I've probably run things like a drill sergeant. Um, so I know <laughs> what time I'm getting up and, and what time certain things need to be done on my side. Um, my daughter is completely different to me. So it takes a bit of adjusting because we've got to find that common ground. Um, but it's, I think it's, it's, it is a lot of hard work. But like I said, anybody can do it. I, I think maybe because it's, I've been doing this for quite a while, I've got everything working, you know, systematically. <laughs> mm. You know, Rukia, um many women in, in society are financially um dependent on their partners, if we could say. They are, you know, and and it's great to see a large number of women who are pushing past that and who are independent, but there is still a very large number of women who are financially dependent on their partners. And because of that, they we find they have no voice. How can how can you motivate women, even in the slightest of way, to become more financially empowered? Well, I would say, you know, even if you put away a little bit of money every month just for yourself, you know, as um, call it an emergency fund, if you will. Um, but you, you need to do that. You need to have your own sense of independence. Understand 
in terms of your marital regime, how that affects you if your partner passes away or if you go through a divorce yourself. All of that, you need to understand the legalities of everything. I think we're not educated in that sense or, or we tend to neglect that side of things um, because we always feel our partner is going to be there and provide for us. Always In planning, we always look at the what-if factor and we've got to take that into consideration. Um, if, you know, if I look at my own circumstances as a parent, if something happens to me and if I'm taken out of the equation, what happens to my daughter? How She wants to study and, and go into the medical field. Who's going to fund that? So I need to put the provisions into place for her. I need to make sure that my will is in order because I need to protect her, need to protect her inheritance as well. So that's why I say, you know, we've always got to seek the advice of a professional. Um, financial advisors are giving out free consults, so seek one out and find out where you stand in terms of your finances. Great. You know, it's brilliant advice coming through. Thank you so much for joining us and we wish you all the best and all the success in your journey. Thank you so much, Kalisha. Not a problem. That's Rukia Hussein. She's an expert in the financial sector. We brought you before then an expert as well in the health and beauty sector. We're talking to many leaders in a business today, all female, as we uh, commence Women's Month. It is the 1st of August, and we do know August is Women's Month. And uh, this year, uh, Women's Month will be celebrated under the theme Generation Equality, Realizing Women's Rights for an Equal future. We're talking about women today, the leaders in their business as we culminate the Women's Economy Show. I'm encouraging you to send us uh, those WhatsApp messages or voice notes. As we heard Rukea's very personal story, you can tell us yours as well. Uh, we did receive a voice note so far coming through from Mrs. Uh, Nirmala Devi Mudli. Good afternoon, Telisha, and a warm welcome and blessed Women's Month to all. Go make a mark our dear woman. Married young, blocked out studying, had a family and still searched how to live a purposeful life. Actively involved myself in schools, governing bodies, women's groups, senior citizens, even spiritual upliftment programs while growing the family. I served the community even with a family-oriented husband who never stopped me through my home industry, a seamstress. I interacted and related with many educated, informal settlement dwellers, informed, educated, and encouraged and motivated even to the last, whether it was young or old. Developed my partner's domestic workers, workers into another realm of higher realization to their way forwards, and now they are in better jobs, no more domesticated. Proud to be able to make a difference in my capacity. Congratulations, SABC, 84 years of liveliness in our homes. Go well, have a great Women's Month. Mrs. Nirmala Devi Modli of Amkamas. Wow, it's so lovely to hear that because you have so much of passion in your voice, uh, Mrs. Nirmala Devi Modli. And it's great, such empowerment coming through from you. And we love listening to that. Send us more of your voice notes and WhatsApp messages. So we want to learn more about you, especially if you're a woman. We want to know your story. We'll get to some of the uh, WhatsApp messages uh, in a bit. But joining us now is uh, Tivanesi Gurea. She's an uh, occupational therapist and academic at UKZN. She is currently working as a lecturer, researcher and PhD student. She is also a mother to two boys aged 22 and 25 and uh, is married. How can we not mention her very supportive husband, Segrin Armugam? Gure lived in Chatsworth until she had got married. So uh, welcome to the program. Where are you living now? <laughs> um, hi, I live in Kalisil now. Okay, so tell us, you know, it's it's been a very remarkable show because we've been profiling so many women and such genuine, uh, authentic stories coming through. What has been your journey like? Because uh, definitely, you know, raising two boys, uh, you're the only female in your household and you have to keep things all organized and you're taking on so many things, lecturer, researcher, a PhD student. What has it been like for you? 
Um, my journey has not been an easy one, Selma. So, um, but I, I was instilled with the value of education from a very young age. And, um, yeah, so I raised my family. I've been working throughout all this time, um, but always trying to keep abreast of challenges, upgrading my education, and, and juggling and keeping a balance with my many life roles. You mentioned I, I work full-time. I'm a full-time student. Um, I'm a wife, mother, a daughter, sister, friend. So, I, And I think most women do have these multiple roles and try and create balance between the different roles. As you mentioned, you know, education is a very important factor to you and a very important part of your life. How, how does education, I think, help develop a society for women? I think education is, is um, very important. And as the great man Nelson Mandela himself said, it is the way to change the world. So women have to constantly... Um, try and improve, reinvent, and innovate themselves to keep abreast of current challenges and make themselves marketable in the workplace. The world, as we know it, is changing, and so you have to always adapt and change to see where the market is going and how uh, to make your skills and your talents marketable because there's always going to be younger uh, kids coming out of university with with more education and the world is, you know, the technological advancements in the world are moving along so rapidly that even at 50 and 60, people are having to negotiate those technological advancements in daily life. Hmm. And that is the key to staying relevant and marketable. You know, even um, at this age and, and at this point in your career, you've achieved so much, but you're still pushing, still want to learn more. How can you encourage women to never give up? Because it's never too late to uh, educate yourself and to push yourself to achieve your goals. So how can you motivate women to continue doing the same? I think women have so many skills that they may not even be aware of. Uh, you know, women are inherently healers and carers, so you've raised families, you cook, you maybe have a garden. So you have so many skills that you can think about what is a marketable skill and talent that I have and how can I change this into a business. So, for instance, if you cook very well, um, you can start a catering business or a baking business, and we've seen during lockdown how the whole world was baking and cooking. So, and there are people that would pay for that. Think about women who work full time, they still want their families to eat properly, healthy meals, and they would pay for that. But before you go into a business, you need to just kiss out the market, um, tap into your support systems, and see what services is needed and what you can use in the community. Um, in the informal sector, how many women have used these very skills, such as making samosas and making muruku, and they've sent their kids to education, to university? Uh, we know so many stories like this coming out of Chatsworth. Mm-hmm. You know, speaking of your journey, because as we mentioned, you you lived in Chatsworth, you know, and you've you've moved on, you've accomplished so many things. We've seen some great leaders coming through from that community as well. But what has been some of the challenges you had faced in, in your journey to where you are right now? And how did you overcome those challenges? Yeah, I'm. Uh, even though I live in Cowie's Hill now, I'm very much a Chatsworth girl at heart, and I, I never forget my roots, and I'm proud to have come from there. So um, I think it's, yeah, you know, in the early days when I had a very young family, it was very difficult to manage the challenges of school, picking them up from school, doing homework, and then trying to keep abreast of my own academic work and my research commitments and so on. 
but it's about managing your time, managing your stress, and setting little daily goals for yourself, which I do. Um, so I manage my time. Um, it's always a juggling act. But I try and be conscious of my goals, write them down, and just whittle away at it a little bit on a daily basis. And so long as I'm moving towards my goal, I'm happy because I'm in the right direction. And I think that is key, setting small, achievable goals, baby steps. Brilliant advice. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we wish you all the best on your journey. Thank you so much. Well, that was uh, Devanisi uh, Greer. She is an occupational therapist and academic at UKZN, and sharing her story with us uh, today. I'm going to go to some of the messages we've received before we end the program. Um, we've got uh, one coming through from Ricky Balgobin from Phoenix, who says, every woman one day becomes a mother. Mother is the queen of the heart. Happy Women's Day uh, to all the ladies. Uh, thank you so much, Ricky. Uh, Kala Sakti says, blessed Women's Month to all our women in South Africa and she says that she has to say that she does salute all women who work all day long and get home to take care of the family. They go to bed late and still smile and continue the next day and she says be strong be brave, stay blessed uh, as mothers, wives, work uh, colleagues and friends. Uh, Ronnie Narayan Sami of Bayview Chatsworth says awesome show and very informative. Uh, goes on to say oh Vanakam uh, as well to you Ronnie. He says happy Women's Month to uh, all the women in the world, let's hope that government can put stricter punishments uh, for gender-based violence. It's definitely getting out of hand. Um, Casey says, women uh, are like glue and cement that holds the fibers of humanity together with all respect uh, due to men. Uh, that's coming through from Casey. Ramesh Suknan says, uh, from Gauteng says, a happy Women's Month to all ladies uh, in at Lotus. And he says, God bless you all. Thank you so much. Yes, me and Roy saying that she has a group of 15 ladies and uh, they are all pensioners and they meet every Wednesday to socialize over a cup of tea. And they begin uh, and they, uh, she says, she as being the chairperson makes sure that uh, they do a lot of charity and uh, needy and donations go towards abused children uh, and hungry children and she says they run a new care woman's circle which she's so proud of. She's taught them all how to knit uh, and make 67 pairs of uh, bedroom socks. Well that's a great initiative and uh, good on you for doing that. Also Varu sending a message saying great topic and a very appropriate time and uh, they must appreciate all women uh, and saying God bless everyone may they reach greater heights. Reshika also saying happy birthday to the SABC and happy Eid the Mubarak to um all the Muslims uh, who are celebrating and Daphne uh, wishing the same Eid Mubarak, she says, to all uh, that are commemorating the day. Well, thank you for your messages and thank you for tuning in today. The program was brought to you courtesy of the team led by our executive producer, Salma Patel, producer Rachel Vardy, and all the guests that we had today, Janet Pillay, uh Shamila Pillay, uh, Rukea, who joined us, Rukea Hussain and Tevanisi Gurea for joining us on the program today. We do appreciate them and for Gail as well for helping us put this all together. I'm Talisha Naidu. Have a safe and blessed afternoon. It's now to news with Shona Terry Naidu. News break. Lotus FM powered by SABC News.